Black Girl Meets Pop Culture. I'm your host Zoe, and today we will be discussing my review slash rant slash rewrite of Marvel's Disney Plus's series, Disney Plus series of Secret Invasion. Now, before we get into this, as per usual, I'd like to remind you to follow this podcast on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. And when you do so, don't forget to hit the notification bell so you get notifications every time I post. You should also rate the podcast if you're watching it or if you're listening to it on Spotify or leave a comment about the podcast if you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts. Secondly, you can follow me on Instagram at blackgirl underscore meets underscore pop culture for further updates about this podcast. And finally, you can financially support this podcast starting at just 99 cents. The link will be in the description down below. Okay, so if you are a consistent and faithful follower and if you are appreciate you love you keep listening to this uh, the, to the podcast good stuff's coming on the way but uh if you noticed a couple months ago or uh, about a month ago i gave my review of the first episode of secret invasion and i was planning on constantly giving my review probably do uh, uh two episodes each review because i like to do this portion of the podcast every other week i was planning on doing that but then i didn't um i guess i think stuff just got in the way but also i was watching secret invasion and the show was just annoying annoyingly disappointing and um let's hop right into i won't skate around it i want to explain why and actually i was talking to a friend of mine last night shout out to hannah if you're listening to this i was talking to a friend of mine last night and she was talking about how uh how i believe one of her friends was mentioning the decline of the mcu and i was explaining to her how i was explaining to her the storyline of avengers disassemble which i would love to talk about one day on this podcast and house of m which are both storylines that were loosely uh, adapted into the mcu into phase four of the mcu specifically with wandavision and multiverse of madness um and i was explaining to her how intricate these stories were especially because they took took place in the span of several years i mean with avengers disassembled uh people believed that and this is the difference between wandavision the show and the comic books people believed that wanda actually had children for years right so it wasn't like in wandavision and in the second episode where um Wanda and Vision are talking after after they won the contest or whatever they the the talent show. Uh, they're talking and then Wanda turns around and is like, "Um, honey," and she's pregnant. No, that that didn't happen. What happened was Wanda and Vision were married for years. I'm talking ten years before, like comic book wise, not in 
in in canon wise maybe in canon they were married for like three years before they started having children but they were married for a long time comic book wise before they actually had children so uh and they had been talking about having children and obviously you're like how can this happen and they addressed that wanda used her ability over probability to make it probable you know they addressed it it's not like um it wasn't skated over. They were like, okay, let's. I'm, I can increase the prob- probability for this to happen. So it was always under the pretenses of magic, but also reality, because Wanda could increase probability. It would still be reality. It would still be true. It's just the outcome. She tampered with the outcome. It's kind of let. Let's use an example. The Patriots. I believe they were playing against the Colts several years ago in the in the playoffs, and it was when Tom Brady was. A, playing for the Patriots he was still their quarterback and they had deflated the footballs and thus in deflating the footballs it made it much easier to throw so therefore you are altering in this comparison you're altering the probability of you winning so it's still reality that you won but you altered the probability into your favor so that's what Wanda could do but yeah so when that happened when she had children and all this stuff it wasn't out of the realm of possibility. In fact, people believed that she had children for I want to say a, a couple of years, not 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 full decade, but for a couple of years, people believed that she had children, and for several years, people believed or recognized that those children weren't real, and Wanda had her memories erased. So when she figures all this out of a, like t- a ten-year gap of people lying to her, it's a big deal. The cat is out of the bag, right? The same thing goes for a uh, secret invasion. So I'll, I'll keep this. I'll try to keep it as brief as I can because I actually have not read the secret invasion comic book, but I know what happened. So in between, I said now, arguably, it's not in between Avengers Disassembled and Secret Invasion, the comic book. But let's just say that it is in between Avengers Disassembled and the comic book Secret Invasion, because Secret Invasion, the comic book, has a similar premise where scrolls have invaded the Earth and are posing as heroes or just regular people but they're posing as more it's more important that they're posing as people in the superhero community so for example after the avengers were separated uh captain america and iron man created a new team called the new avengers i know how original you just added a adjective um but they they created a new team called the new avengers and uh, i won't get too much into it but one of the members of the team was Spider Woman Jessica jo- uh, excuse me Jessica Drew now Jessica Drew there was already some suspicion cuz there's one panel where she's talking to this mysterious person you never see who it is Jessica Drew was a scroll so let's say from 2004 to 2008 she has been a scroll so for 4 years and you're trying to put all the pieces together you're trying to connect the dots even Hank Pym who was the original Ant-Man and at this time was Yellow Jacket was a scroll. Why does this matter? Well, because he was a part of the Illuminati making, yes, I believe he was, actually don't quote me on that, but I know Black Bolt, for example, he was a part of the Illuminati making or allowing or participating in making uh, important decisions. Like one of the decisions they made, which is what Thor 3 Ragnarok is loosely based off of, is when the Hulk he had gone on another rampage and because of that the illuminati had decided to they came to a decision to uh shoot the hulk into sp- to space into a planet that was just vegetation 
no other life so that he couldn't hurt anybody, right? Black Bolt, who presume is a scroll at this time, was a part of that decision. He was a part of the decision making of that. So long story short, the, it's, it's it was uh, several years of you know trust building up trust between these people and these key decisions within the superhero community that are being made and then it, you turn around and just to know some of those people that were making decisions weren't actually them so you're like oh maybe that explains why so-and-so was acting out of character maybe explains why this happened or that happened right it's very elaborate and I'm not saying it was perfectly done in that story, but, um, it, it you know, like, for example, they, in Civil War, the members of Iron Man's Registration Act created a clone of Thor that killed somebody, that killed another hero. Ant-Man, or, excuse me, Hank Pym was in on making that decision, and presumably at that time, Hank Pym was a scroll. So you can see how... It ties so deeply within the superhero community and decisions that are being made within it. Correct. Um, so when you turn to the to the MCU's interpretation, you are hoping for something as equally important. I mean, if you think of the Infinity Saga with Infinity War and Endgame, I would say, and I think a lot of comic book fans that read Infinity Gauntlet, which is what Infinity War and Endgame are based off of, I would say that they improved the story. They made Thanos a character instead of just a guy that was a groupie and was just obsessed. He was literally an incel. He was constantly getting rejected by this chick and was so upset he was getting rejected that he tried to prove his love for her. And by doing so, he snapped half of existence out of existence he snaps out he snapped half of life out of existence so i think you can already agree with me that what the mcu did is 10 times better right and they amplified it to such a to such a a, a scope i can't i can't even describe it i mean i, I haven't read infinite gauntlet in several years but um they 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 took it to, to the mile they made it better right and that's what you would think with an a adaptation or a loose adaptation of that, that they would take from the source of the take what was good and correct what was bad. They did it with Civil War. I mean, because in Civil War, the comic book, I mean, I believe Iron Man was not sympathetic at all. But I feel like in the movie, he was made a lot more sympathetic and you could understand his side a lot better than you could understand his side in the comic books. But with Secret Invasion, they didn't do that. First of all, I had told you uh, how elaborate this, this thing is of Secret Invasion. I, I didn't go to the full details, but just the premise and how important it was. I took over the span of several years, going close to five years, if not more. Um, And for the MCU to just be like, no, we're just going to make it a six-episode series of a whole bunch of characters that nobody cares about. Yeah, we're going to make a six-episode series of just nonsense. And what they should have done, here's my here's my pitch, because, you know, I'm a problem solver. This is what they should have done. There's a comic book story called Secret War. No S at the end of war, just Secret War, singular right and i i don't remember truly the details about it but it was basically a a, a a secret war that involved nick fury and his and members undercover members of shield and that was it no superheroes no big name superheroes 
and you don't know there was like quake who if you've seen age uh, agents of shield daisy johnson there was there was stuff like that there were i think mr high was in it as well i, I don't remember it necessarily but low tier superheroes were in it right not the Avengers. I mean, even then, the Avengers weren't A-game heroes, but I digress. But not the Avengers, not the X-Men, not the Fantastic Four, not the Defenders, but low-undercover type of heroes. Like Quake, like Fury, like Maria Hill, like Quartermain, like this, like that, like the third. So, I believe they should have done that. They could have kept a similar premise, and I believe what they should have done is that Fury truly has been looking for, because in this show, like, he's terrible. We're, we're going to get into that. But Fury truly has been looking for a home world for the Skrulls. Um, I don't know why he doesn't choose Mars, but that's a different question. Uh, or, that yeah, that, that's a different conversation for another day. But, um, yeah, Fury is truly looking for a home for the Skrulls, which is why he's in space, right? And um, he comes back to Earth, like in the show where he comes back he teams up with his people uh uh but uh, I, I i'll get to the main premise but he comes back to earth he teams up with his people and they're looking for somebody and that somebody they're looking for is the heir to the kree and the scroll empire and through him he can unite the Kree and the scroll so the Kree and the scroll can live together in in harmony in harmony and so the scroll can have a place to live. And so that these empires could be uh, joined together for the better, right? Um, and this, the, the, the person who is the heir to the Kree and the scroll will be Hulkling. Now, for those of you who don't know, Hulkling is a Young Avengers member who is actually, I, I don't know if they're married now, but I think they're married. So Scarlet Witch's son, Wiccan, who was in uh, WandaVision, uh, Billy, Billy Maximoff, but his real name in the comic books is Billy Kaplan, whatever. Uh, Billy and Teddy, who's Hulkling, they get married, right? They're, yeah, they're husbands, right? Um, that's who he is. He's he's the husband of Wicca, Wiccan, yes, but he's also uh, uh, um, half Cree and half Scroll, and his parents just so happened to be, I think his father was Marvell. Uh, and not the chick like in the movie, but um, Captain Marvel, the real Captain Marvel before Carol Danvers and b before Monica Rambeau, um, the guy Captain Marvel, and a princess from from the from the scroll. Don't quote me, uh, but I believe I know he's definitely is a um, a prince, and so Fury is looking for him to bring the to bargain with the with the Kree and the scroll to be like, hey. Uh, let's better your civilization because I mean we haven't seen the the Cree since Captain Marvel. You know we 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 don't know what's up with them. So it'd be nice to see something like that, and it would be it would be nice to see actually like stop telling me what Gravik did for Fury. Show me what Gravik did for Fury. It'd be cool if like I don't know. You have two separate groups. You have you have uh you have um Talos. And then you have Gravik, right? You think Gravik's the bad guy the entire time, right? But Gravik is actually working for Fury. And and basically, Fury's like, I need Talos to get out of the picture because he's not going to be a good leader for the Kree. I mean, excuse me, for the scroll. He's not going to be a good leader. 
So you think uh, Gravik is the bad guy. He's doing all these bad things. But in fact, he's actually looking for the heir for the Kree and the scroll for Fury. But he's just posing. He's a double agent. And eventually, like, Fury never tells, never tells Talos of this. He never informs him of this, right? Until, like, I don't know, you get to a situation where Talos realizes Fury's been playing me the whole time. I'm not going to be a part of this promised land. I'm never going to be. A, he, basically, he's like, you need to die out. You, Talos, you are the problem. I have the solution, but you are standing in my way for your people i promised you i made a promise to your people that i would find them a home i found them a home but you are standing in the way because you want it to be all copacetic you want it to be peaceful no violence but fairy's like you need to break some eggs you know like in, in age of ultron you need to make some eggs uh break some eggs to make an omelet you know he's like he's like when, when there was like a nobody has to be hurt and, and ultron says clearly you never made an omelet before right it's like that. He's like, th- this universe we've learned from Thanos, it's too cutthroat to be, you know, like in the Grinch when they're standing around the tree. Ha, hoo, hooray. No, it, it's not like that. And it'll be interesting to see a different take, you know, not, not, that, that, because first of all, Fury is not soft. He ain't no punk, all right? He's not soft, all right? Fury is hardcore, and I'm so tired of them, like, in, in, the, in this show. They kept talking about, oh, Fury's not the same. He's not the same. I'm like, can we see cutthroat Fury? Can we see Fury in his prime? Because in Captain Marvel, he was soft and sorry as I don't know what. He was soft and sorry. And then we see him in the Avengers and all this stuff. And they're owning him, bro. They're like, bro, Fury, we did, like the scene in the Avengers where they're all talking in that room uh, on the, on the, on the um, helicarrier. And... Fury's obviously trying to lie and then about about technology or whatever technology that they stole from Hydra and then Tony's like I'm sorry Nick what were you lying about because he found out that they had that technology he's getting owned day in and day out we barely understand who Nick Fury truly is bro especially when you compare him to the comic books and this is where people are like oh stop comparing to the comic books uh it's two separate things don't get me wrong i just said i praised the movies i praised the mcu before that i like certain changes that they made once again infinity war and endgame is 10 times better than infinity gauntlet because that is a bunch of foolishness i really enjoy infinity gauntlet that was one of the first if not the no i believe that was the first comic book of a paperback that I purchased of myself. I remember I got it in 2015. I bought it off of Amazon and I was excited to read it. Right? So that's how much love I have towards that story. But I am still grounded in reality to say that the Russo brothers and that Kevin Feige and everybody else that writ- wrote that script did a good job. They did a better job. They, 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 and it's so hard to make something better that you already have and run with it and then working with all these other characters and their pre-existing stories it is so hard and i commend them for that but this is foolishness this stuff right now is garbage hot garbage absolute like once again i don't care about talos i don't care about gaia i don't care about gravik none of these people were compelling to me except for fury None of them, except for maybe his wife. The only new characters that I really ca- knew-ish characters I cared about was Fury and Priscilla, or whatever her, her scroll name is, but I forgot all about all that foolishness. All right, everything else, 
garbage. Almost everything. The, I'll tell you. I let me let me give some positives. I'm not. I'm going on a rant. Let me give one positive. I really did like the scene with, and it's always these one-on-one scenes that they're really good at. I like the scene between Talos and Fury. I believe it's episode two after spoiler alert, where Maria Hill Hill dies, and Fury's like playing like playing a game of tell me something I don't know, and I loved it. It was it was very Fury because it reminded me of back in Winter Soldier, which I watched fairly recently, where he mentions that he does have a wife. Interestingly enough, but um. I like the scene. It reminded me of the scene in Winter Soldier where um, Fury and, and Cap, they're, I believe they're in the elevator. And, and Cap's about to, sh- I mean, excuse me, Fury's about to show Cap the helicarriers, but they're in the elevator. And he talked about his grandfather and how he used to be an elevator operator. And he would have his lunch pail. And in the pail, uh, sometimes they would ask what was it. And then he would show them some money and a, and a gun. Right. I like I, I, I like that about Fury and I like that it shows that when you think you have the upper hand no Fury has the upper hand. Fury's telling you this information because he wants you wants you to know. Right. He he played he, he holds the cards in his hand and it's out of cons- it's 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 not out of being generous or considerate. It's I am giving you this information you should feel privileged that i'm giving you this information and it's the same thing in the the scene with talos when they're in the freight train or whatever uh, the the cars uh i enjoyed that scene i enjoyed the scene with priscilla and i believe it's episode four it, it might be episode five when um he's or she's sent to kill him in the beginning of the episode we see uh this beautiful um poem talking about earth and like i want the i want to be called i want to be recognized as beloved and you see what this earth what this planet means to these scrolls uh who all they want is a home all they want is to be recognized you know they just want to go home a place to lay their head and feel comfortable enough to be themselves that's all they want and i commend that i i appreciate that part of the story it was very well done even oh gosh i forgot her name but the uh the woman that that fairy was constantly in contact with i loved her she she was the best part of the show she brought uh like this she was serious but it's kind of in the way that the joker is serious but comical at the same time like you don't know what you're going to get you know like she once again she holds the cards in her hands and it's just because she wants you to know something she'll let you know it's not because she's being vulnerable or generous or curious no or out of curiosity no it's she's playing a long game and i like that but one of the most ridiculous things about this show and i mentioned it before but what they should have done but they didn't do it but when she's like fury why aren't your avengers friends here and i'm like because they ain't got no money they ain't got no money for the Avengers to be here. How is Carol? Da- how is Carol Danvers not here? You got her to be in Ms. Marvel. Yes, it was at the end, but still, you got her to be in Ms. Marvel. But you can't get her to be in here, and understandably so, you can't get her to be in here. Do not make the show. No, do secret Nick Fury, because just do Nick Fury 
secret war there's a secret war going on and it's a secret war between the scrolls you got the you got you got the graphic side and then the new age people i.e graphic side and then you got talos side the older people who are like no you know we're we want to be the peaceful ways we want to be like how we were before and fury it's on graphic side. He's like, I'm doing this to better you. You know, kind of like Apocalypse in the X-Men, or not in the movies, but in the, within the X-Men, where he's like, we need to evolve, you know, uh, a survival of the fittest. That's what Fury's going to be like. He's like, I've seen it. I've witnessed it. I've seen it with Thanos. I've seen it before Thanos was on this earth. I'm making y'all better. And because of that, you are holding them back. We have to find this prince. And you are holding us back onto the old ways or this, that, or the third. So you gotta go, bro. And that would be so... It would show the spy of Fury and how ruthless he can be as a spy. But you know what? Also, it'd be nice if in doing that, he was sad. He was... He shed a tear for his for his boy. He's like, I don't want to do this. But you... It's kind of like Rorschach and, and Watchmen where, where, where Rorschach was unwilling to compromise and he says this he said i won't compromise not even the face of armageddon that is how that is how fundamental like rorschach was a true fundamentalist and he would not budge he did not care he would not budge and in in a way and you could argue this the same thing with talus he's right because the world they would be living off with and the, the same argument applies here the world they will be living in is a lie it's one based off of a lie. I love how, not even half of this stuff, but a small portion of the stuff, I came up with on the spot. And it sounds better. And I have been thinking about this for, excuse me, for a month, several weeks now. Ever since it ended. I've been thinking about this. Or even before it ended. Uh, but the fact that me, a 20-year-old year who's sitting in her room with, with, with nothing, who's going to school, who's getting their degree, right? I, I, I don't have anything, basically, compared to these other people. I have nothing compared to Disney, right? Uh, yeah. In, in, the words of Whitney Houston, uh, in the words of Whitney Houston, I have nothing, at least compared to Disney. But I could come up with a better story than this. The crap that you gave us, where, where like, the scrolls in this show, it's like, oh, you're not even wondering who's a scroll, because every scroll who's impersonating somebody, i.e. Rhodey, i.e. Uh, Everett Ross, they act out of character. They're gaslighting the crap out of these people. They're like, okay, um, yeah, we're gonna... I, I, uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. Or, like, let me handle it. No! Scrolls, once again, if you read Secret Invasion, or not even Secret Invasion, if you read between Secret Invasion and Avengers Disassembled, they were acting like these people. I mean, half the time, they didn't even know who was a scroll when they were writing it at the time. They didn't know who was a scroll who wasn't. But, I digress. <laughs> you know who should have been in a scroll a scroll in the show? Sharon Carter. What happened to her? Come on. Perfect. You could have, she could have been, oh my gosh. It, it it just hurts. It 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 just hurts. Like it doesn't have to be main stage people, which I think it should have been at least one person. And this is why you should have made a movie or a series of movies. But it's really sad. It's really disappointing. Um, because there's no going back. You know, I don't know how you can 
fix this if I'm Marvel. I don't know how you can fix this. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how you can can fix it. it it's, a sh- it's just a show about people I don't care about. You know, and the difference between, let's say, a WandaVision, a Loki, a Falcon, and Winter Soldier is the chemistry that these actors have is off the chain in that in the, in those sh- shows the chemistry is off the chain and because the chemistry is off the chain it's not that the chemistry wasn't as it, it, it wasn't compare it wasn't as comparable to to the char- to those three uh shows that I just compared but their chemistry was so good in in those in those uh shows number 1 and because of the chemistry of the actors and the performances that the actors gave it elevated the writing, what was already there. And because it elevated the writing, the writing elevated the directing. You know, all of that stuff. Whether it, it's, it's just it's just, it's, it's, it's just sad, bro. <laughs> I'm saying this as a Marvel fan. I'm saying this as an MCU fan. I don't want to see the MCU fail. Uh, I'd rather see DC fail because I'm so sick and tired of the DC crappy movies. I don't care for James Gunn. I'm going to be honest. I liked Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, how you do Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It's so well done. And now we're just still on a decline in crap. Why is Sony making better movies than you right now? Why is... Yeah, Spider-Verse was better than both Ant-Man and the Wasp and Guardians. Now, Guardians, that's a pass because it's it's up there. But the fact that you have... Across the Spider is better than, better than Ant Man and the Wasp, better than, and I love Black Panther too. I talked about that on this podcast. Go watch this. Or go listen to that episode after this. But the fact that it's better than Quantum Manium, that's better than Wakanda Forever, that's better than um what came before that, and <laughs> uh, in, in that year, it's it, it's it's better than it's better than Moon Knight. It's better than uh, Black Widow. It's better than, uh, I would say, WandaVision. I love WandaVision. It's better than Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's better than No Way Home. It's better than Eternals. It's better than Shang-Chi. It's better than this, that, and the third, Black Widow, etc., whatever. It's better than everything you've put out since Endgame. That's a problem. And... It's better than Miss Marvel. It's better than uh, Hawkeye. It's 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 better than um um oh multiverse of madness. It's it's better than um 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 what if? What are you doing, Marvel? What are you doing? What are you doing? You waste talent, i.e. Colby Smulders and her as Maria Hill. You you waste talent. You waste time. You wonder why these people are are out on a strike because. You don't let them, first of all, like like they're listening, like Marvel is listening to me, but I'm, I'm just going to keep it real. You don't let them be directors. You don't let them be writers. You know, sometimes it's, it's, it's tough, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just so fed up with this, like... The problem with Marvel, and I've talked about this, but it, it's just highlighted even more, is that they don't know what they're doing. You know, when you think about Iron Man, the very first Iron Man that came out in 2008, the freedom, the amount of freedom that John Favreau had and entrusted in his cast is crazy because you would never see that today with the MCU. And I think the MCU 
needs to take those risks again. You need to trust your writers. You need to trust your directors. You need to trust your cast. You need to trust them. Listen to them. And that doesn't mean you always have to. Oh, God, She-Hulk. I just remember that. But you need to trust them. You need to listen to them. And that doesn't always mean you have to agree with them. But the foolishness that is going on in the MC right now is is not it. Um, I, I think I've said all I need to say. This is a rant more than a review, but um, I, I'm just disappointed when you think about the how good the comic is compared to this. Uh, I'm I'm kind of disappointed. But hey, <laughs> that's why I have for you guys today. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, which I'm sure you did, share with someone you think will like it, even someone you think won't like it. And I'll be back Friday, not too long from now, talking about Superman Lois Season 2, Episode 10. But until then, peace.